On today's show, which NFL teams take a step forward this year? Adam Silver wants to legalize betting in the U.S. and Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. He has the easiest, the easiest road to the NBA Finals right before him. For the rest, as long as him and, and LeBron can get to stay together, that's the easiest road anybody's going to have in the Eastern Conference to the NBA Finals, right? And he wants to leave. This reminds me of exactly what happened when my team got broken up when Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant decided they couldn't play together. This has, there has to be, there has to be something more to this because why wouldn't Kyrie say something before the, before free agency began? Why wouldn't he say something so they could have gotten other players? You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to the New Channel Sports Podcast. You're on with Oeni, and I'm also being joined by Chris. What's good, y'all? And sitting across from me is your boy, Trey. What's up, man? How you doing, Oeni? Chris, y'all good? I'm good. I'm man. as good as you, man. You go over there <laughs> cheesing. <laughs> it's been a great seven days, man. A great seven days. Um, Cowboy Nation is back. You know that? You know we've been... In the news lately for all the wrong reasons, but we're back. And Laker Nation, what can you say now about Laker Nation? I mean, MVP, Summer League, D Rose might be coming to us. I mean, well, maybe not now, but I don't think it's going to tell. And the and the Braves beat the Dodgers. Like this is it's been a great week. You had to bring baseball into this <laughs> somehow, some way. <laughs> you know, I'm somehow incorporate a couple other things into the show too, but. Right, right. Let's get this going, man. What are we going to talk about, man? So much stuff going on, man. Man. I mean, right now the hot topic is Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. That is the rumor that Kyrie Irving does not want to play with LeBron James and he wants out of Cleveland. Is it really a rumor? Is it? Is it? Is, do you really believe that's a rumor? Until Kyrie Irving comes out and says, I want out, I'm going to speculate that it's a rumor. So with his whole... The Cavs are in a peculiar situation <laughs> like that. I thought it was uh, Kevin Love. Was that Kevin Love? No, that was Kyrie. That was Kyrie? Kyrie said that. Wow. They're in a, a peculiar situation. So what's up with this LeBron making teammates better and him being a great wow. teammate and all that good stuff? I'm just wow. asking. I'm asking for a friend. Wow. Who? What's his friend's name? <laughs> <laughs> Let me take this right now. LeBron James does make his teammates better. Okay, and I I do think he's a great teammate. I think it's more so says something about that Cleveland organization than it does LeBron James. If you have LeBron James as a player on your organization, now they they might have done too much to coddle LeBron James, and they forgot all about Kyrie Irving. But I mean, you're not LeBron James, so. I think that's more on the Cleveland organization. They didn't know how to handle LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. And so now this is what's happening. See, I think what's going on is more a product of just Kyrie Irving being who he is. He's a smart man. He realizes he's looking around. LeBron might not be here next season. Do I really want to be in Cleveland with K 
Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. We might not even get past the first round with that squad. So he looks around and he's thinking, I need to get out of here and I need to get out of here now. Think about it. This offseason, David Griffin, his guy is gone. David Griffin's the one who convinced him to sign that five-year deal before LeBron got there. In Kyrie's mind, he is the guy, the man. So LeBron comes and all of a sudden, you're not even Batman. I mean, you're not even Robin. People really just, okay, this is Kyrie Irving. And he, what does he do? He goes out, hits a big shot in the finals, helps him win the chip. And people are still only talking about who? LeBron. So it comes down to it. He's thinking to himself, I'm not going to be LeBron's leftover trash when he's leaving Cleveland. I'm leaving right now. Other than, other than LeBron, why would you want to be in Cleveland? Right. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, but every Batman needs a Robin. And most Batman have had Robins. So that's Kyrie might be getting fed up with that role. But I've never in my life, other than Tony Romo, seen anybody get defended more than LeBron James. Like, he got defended for leaving Cleveland and coming back. Like, he can't do – this guy can't do any wrong. What would make one of the league's best players – okay, I'm not going to even say top five. He's easily one of the top ten players in the NBA, right? Is that safe to say? Kyrie, one of the top ten? It's safe. No one said anything. Okay, Go I'm ahead. just asking. Go, you if he's around. one of the top ten players in the NBA and he's playing – he has the easiest, the easiest road to the NBA Finals right before him. For the rest – as long as him and, and LeBron can – get to stay together. That's the easiest road anybody's going to have in the Eastern Conference to the NBA Finals, right? And he wants to leave. This reminds me of exactly what happened when my team got broken up when Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant decided they couldn't play together anymore. This has, there has to be, there has to be something more to this because why wouldn't Kyrie say something before the, before free agency began? Why wouldn't he say something so they could have gotten other players for him, or he could have teamed up with Jimmy Butler in Chicago like they said that he wanted to, or maybe got traded. Now he's talking about maybe going to Minnesota. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if this kid, he said San, San Antonio, Minnesota, New York. Please uh, don't go to the West, man. That's the, too much. Those are teams, It'd be too much, man. Those are allegedly teams that he's interested in going to. If that kid goes to Minnesota, oh my goodness. That would be ridiculous. And it's interesting you bring up L.A. with Kobe and Shaq. Because in Kyrie Irving's mind, his favorite player, he, he's no doubt, he lets everybody know his favorite player is Kobe Bryant. That's his guy. He's always FaceTiming him. I wouldn't be surprised if, surprised if Kobe's telling him, hey, man, you can do this on your own. He, I mean, and, and the truth is, I think even when we started this, we one of our first shows, we talked about Kyrie hitting, in my opinion, one of the most clutch shots in NBA Finals history. And we just forget about the guy. He is a beast in my mind. Right? And, yeah, he went to Duke, so shout out to the – Duke Blue Devils, but that that's neither here nor there. The dude won't never, he will never get the credit he deserves playing in his shadows. He, he to me, he's not, don't t- I'm not comparing him to Scottie Pippen, okay? I'm not saying that the career's on the same level. I'm not saying anything like that. But I think that f- for the game that he could bring to another team, he could lead a team. I don't think Scottie Pippen, I think Scottie Pippen was better as a Robin than he was a Batman. I think Kyrie Irving could be an elite player in the NBA, even more elite than he already is, if he had the ball in his hands a little bit more. LeBron is too much of a – he demands the ball. He's a point guard in a uh, power forward body. I guess the question is then, is Kyrie Irving really a Batman? My answer is no. 
He's not. We don't know him as that, though. Before LeBron got there, he was already on the team. They weren't even sniffing playoffs. He was much younger. But with Kyrie on the team, they still had two number one overall draft picks with Kyrie on the team. But but Bennett, is that who you're talking about? Well, I'm saying the teams were bad enough that they needed to get those number one overall draft picks. Yeah. But I I don't know. I don't know that he is. I think he's much more mature now. I don't. I mean, how many point guards in the NBA today would you take over him? Steph? I'll take Westbrook Steph Curry over him. I'll take Westbrook over him also. Harden is no longer a point guard, but any who else? Chris Paul. Over oh. Kyrie? Oh, oh hold on. maybe, maybe. For a season. For a okay, season. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, can give long you that. Term, Not long term, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah, give you that. Yeah. So you got maybe three Lillard? Maybe. I don't. I wouldn't take Lillard. I'll take John Wall over him right now too. Really? Yeah, okay. So I would. I would. so that's four. So we're still talking about one of the top five mm-hmm. point guards in the NBA right now. I I don't know. I think he, he might maybe. But if he goes to San Antonio, I mean, goodness, great. I don't know who they give up, but I mean, if he well, wants Marcus to, Aldridge is gone. Yeah, maybe Aldridge Green. Um, they just signed Powell today um, to a three-year deal, but I mean, I I, I don't want to see him and Kawhi Leonard together. I tell you that much. I don't. I just want him come to the West. Your Rockets don't want to see him and, and Kawhi Leonard together either. Kawhi and Kyrie, pff, come on, that's man. too much, man. <laughs> like this, don't come to the West, dude. Just stay in the East. The East is going to be like nothing's going to be there. Yeah. This is going to be the Celtics, and that's it. The Celtics have a free pass to the finals. And they've got three more like first-round draft picks or two more first-round draft is, picks. And the thing is, if the Celtics do get to the finals, whatever, the, it's going to be the Warriors probably. But they're going to go through hell to get to the finals. That's true. They might be worn out by the time they get there. And the Celtics will be like, you, you never know. know. Yeah, you never Are y'all know. serious right now? I'm just, oh, look, look, look. AFC could be the Pelicans. It could be if the, everything goes, you know, the way it should go. That's not going to be easy. It's going to be, they're going to win. They're going to be wrong. But it might be a matchup problem. Then round two, maybe the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your guts. I really do. I really do. So it might be the Rockets in round two. Ain't you no know, Chris Paul. Harden, they want to prove something. They're probably losing six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the finals, San Antonio maybe in the the conference finals, San Antonio's going to get them a run for their money. I mean, it's going to be harder. Yeah, oh, definitely. So, you know. Definitely. Yeah, it'll be hard. They may drop one or two games, but does that mean the Celtics or whatever team coming out of the East is going to have a shot? The Celtics are good, dude. I think they're pretty good. Uh mm. Let me tell you something. The Celtics are really excited. They got a player in Gordon Hayward. You got to realize, Utah built that team around Gordon Hayward, and he was still barely averaging over 20 a game. But the thing he's going to do, this team he's with right now with the Celtics is a better team than that Jazz team. And he's not going to be the primary scoring option now. That's that. That's kind of my point all the more. He was the guy, and he could barely do it. What makes you think he can do anything on this team? And it's not like IT. IT's a good player. I'm not trying to get on him, but he's not that great, and he's his usage rate is really high. He needs the ball. Instead of coming off a screen and everybody looking at Gordon Hayward he's coming off the screen for a pick and pop, it's really IT doing his thing, and Gordon Hayward's just an afterthought. Yeah, but in, in, in Utah, I mean, George Hill's good. I like George Hill a lot, but – Guarding George Hill and Gordon, guarding Isaiah Thomas, this is a little bit different. So I think Hayward's going to see a little bit more one on one. He's not going. You're not going to be able to double team him or come off the double teams like that because that that Boston team will kill you. They'll. I mean, I think they'll hurt you. Uh, and they're a lot more. I think they're going to be a lot more physical. 
than than what Utah was. And Utah had a good season, but I think I think he's a much better situation. But I don't think that's a secret. Cleveland, Boston, even if Kyrie leaves, whatever they get to replace and you add it to LeBron James, they're in the West Eastern Conference Finals. That's gonna be it'll be those two battling, in my opinion. But I just there's I can't, I can't wait to hear what really happened. Something happened for this man to wait after July first and say I want out. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Zero sense. See, I don't think anything happened. I just think it was a strategic move. But yeah. why now? Why 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 wouldn't you say that? So allegedly, the reports that I don't know if you guys saw the same stuff, but it said he wanted to play with Jimmy Butler. He was willing to go to Chicago, but then when Chicago traded him to Minnesota, he that nixed that deal. Or he didn't want to do that. So I think this is something that's been going on. Like the front office probably already knew about this. And LeBron allegedly is baffled that one, that he didn't know. And that all of a sudden this information has come out. So that could be another thing that pushes LeBron over there to say, hey, how long have y'all been sitting on this? How long have y'all known this? Because apparently Kyrie's made this like um, apparent to them a while ago. See, what I think happened is. Either Kyrie or one of Kyrie's people reached out to LeBron and said, "Man to man, is there? Are you coming back?" And LeBron probably shrugged and said, "I I, I don't know." And then at that point, Kyrie is like, "Okay, well, I, I need to make a decision for myself. I'm gonna ask you one more time." And LeBron has been hands off the entire off season. So if you're Kyrie, I'm pretty sure it came to this point where they haven't made any moves during the off season, and he's sitting there like LeBron, "What are you doing?" And LeBron's doing nothing. He's chilling. Getting ready to chill this banana boat, brothers. So, mm-hmm. at some point, if you're Kyrie, you got to you got to do what you got to do for yourself. So, if Kyrie goes to San Antonio or Minnesota or another legit team that already has a few all stars, is that a weak move? But that's a trade, though. I'm just asking. It's a trade, but it's is a it trade? A, but it's something that he's if, he's if, he's pushing. If he went to the Warriors. That'd well, be a weak move. So if they traded like a Clay Thompson for Kyrie Irving, oh yeah, that would be a weak move. Why you can't you can't go to the Warriors because <laughs> they beat you. You can't go to a team that well, you beat. Well, Nobody he, does he's that, right? Go, yeah, he's not going. He's not going to go to them for sure. But I'm just saying, like if he if he does that, that sets the precedence for what's going to happen around the NBA. So if players could do it, and they're smart for doing, it, I totally agree with you. He's smart. Don't you think for one second that Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook had the same quandary mm. last year. Mm. It was the the roles were reversed. Kevin Durant was a free agent. Probably asked Russell, "What are you going to do? What's up? What's up? We got something good going here. What's up?" Russell couldn't commit to anything. Maybe didn't want. Maybe he wanted to be the man too. He couldn't commit to that. So Katie's like, "You know what? Peace. I'm out. I'm while I leave. I'm going to go get me a ring." And then Russell immediately signs a five-year deal after that. Like to me, this is—I've seen this story before, yeah. um, and I just—I think it's I don't smart. think it's exactly the same though with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, especially since Westbrook was just so upset that Kevin Durant left. But they weren't talking, and he didn't commit either. Yeah, he, but it was more so. I think Kevin Durant was thinking more so of the chemistry that they had on that team. Right. That he maybe didn't think they were good enough to, to win it. But that, but I also think that there's more going on between Kyrie and LeBron because okay, okay. on the court, I think that maybe that there's a, like my fake book thing. They, they're real tight. They seem like they're real tight, but there's no way. There's no way if Kyrie Irving and LeBron James were that close, he doesn't go to LeBron. They have a conversation and they hash this out. And then for LeBron to say he's not going to intervene with whatever they decide to do with Kyrie, come on, man. You've been through... You know, a lot with this kid. You got to stand up for him. If you really want him on the team, you've got to stand up for him. And now he's like, whatever happens, happens. Come on, man. Well, let me ask you all this then. 
if you're the Cavaliers, would you consider trading LeBron? Because Kyrie has his years left. Kyrie's 25. LeBron is towards the end of his prime. Do you just say, you know what? That's a good LeBron question. LeBron might leave. Let me ship LeBron off. That's a good question. Does he have a no trade clause? He does. LeBron? Yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah, but he wants to go to L.A. anyway. Uh, he wants to go to L.A. anyway. So if he, I mean, you're right. They, I mean, one of them's got to go, but I think that they're going to show their, I think they're going to show their loyalty to LeBron, hoping that he would stay more than Kyrie, which I think could be, you know, in the long run, LeBron, literally, how many more years does he have in the tank at his level? I think it's blasphemous, but I think you trade LeBron this season. You trade him as soon as you can. Yeah, if you're going to lose him, might as well. And if I was, I think you'll see more NBA teams doing that too. They have to. You have to. They're not going to commit to you. Peace. So how is this not the Kevin Durant effect? How does all this not take get off place? my man? Dog. I'm just saying though. Ever since Kevin Durant left and went to the Golden State Warriors, it's been craziness. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of craziness is happening. I mean, come on. Even when LeBron left. After it was like, okay, you went to Miami, it's cool. But after Kevin Durant left, <laughs> went to the Warriors, it's like all bets are off. Everything. Anybody can be anywhere. Yeah, and everything we think is going to happen isn't happening. Isn't happening <laughs> right. at all. Yeah. The only thing that we thought was going to happen that happened was Gordon Hayward went to the Celtics. That was it. And that was it. And we <laughs> thought that was going to be the domino right. effect. But once he went there, everything else was going to fall into place. But that didn't happen either. Right. So, I mean, what's What's next? I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. You're talking about craziness. LaMarcus Aldridge doesn't want to be in San Antonio. I mean, like, <laughs> imagine, imagine that. This is signs of things to come. Is this a bigger picture? Like the end of the world or something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, man. I mean, but the, I'm gosh. just telling you, the NBA is uh, fantastic. I mean, every week is this something new. Where is Melo going to go, man? Like, where is it? Where, honestly, where do you think he's going to go? Because this is ridiculous. Now. Well, it, when Kyrie said he may he go to New York, I mean, it, the New York Knicks would be stupid not to trade Melo and whoever for Kyrie. Porzingis? Not Porzingis. Okay, well, they're not, not, they're Porzingis. not, they're not, they're not trading him. No, no, they're no, not trading not, him. Not, not Porzingis. I would even trade him for Kyrie. You would not? I know. Yeah. No. But Kyrie may want to, I mean, uh, Carmelo may want to sit tight. And if he wants to sit tight and let, you know, Kyrie come to town and, you know, ride this wave out. Maybe he wants to do that. But this is just going to be, I don't know. He needs to figure something out really quick because this is getting ridiculous. I mean, I get tired of even, I don't even watch it anymore. I just change the channel <laughs> or pick something else to watch because that's crazy. Taking too long. Let me ask you all this. As a Rocket fan, let's say the Rockets somehow pull off the Carmelo trade. They pull it off. They only have to give up Ryan Anderson. Why would LeBron not want to come? I don't know how the money works. I get that. The money doesn't work. But why wouldn't LeBron want to come? You have Chris Paul, your other first banana boat brother, and you have Carmelo Anthony, your second banana boat brother. Houston looks really good. You have a young star in James Harden. Just saying. There's this There's this man in Oakland. His name is Kevin Durant. <laughs> I think LeBron wants to stay away from him as long as he can. LeBron, LeBron ain't afraid of nobody. Yes, he needs to be. Of Durant? Yeah. The king ain't afraid of nobody. Man. Please. He's not afraid of Kevin Please. Durant. LeBron James, he don't want no part of Kevin Durant. He is not afraid of no. Remember that look he gave Curry when he blocked the shot? I don't know what he said. I still don't know to this day what he said. But hold- he made some this this face and said something. What did he say when the when it was over, when the finals was over? Did he say anything? Did LeBron come out and say anything? Poignant or nothing? Not that I can Both teams, He put a Rasheed Wallace like, both teams played hard. Both teams played hard. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, we brought up San Antonio and um, 
since we brought it up and since it was on my mind, I wanted to make sure that we got some loyal listeners in San Antonio, man. They're representing uh, – they they're not much fans of all that Rockets talk that you do, you know, or the Texans talk, but, hey, it is what it is. But 10 Arrows Crawford, Crawford, CrossFit, man, they uh, – my boy Clem says they're bringing fun and challenging functional fitness to San Antonio, which is interesting. And if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, y'all need to do that. Uh, maybe, Clem, you can get those spurs on your CrossFit regime and maybe they'll help them out. Maybe they can come up here and do something for us. Would you do it? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You would do it? Yeah, I would do it. Okay. I'd be breathing on it, but <laughs> yeah, I would try. I would do it. Would you? I wouldn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see if we can get ten arrows crossing when when he's up here doing a competition. Come do something. That'll be that'll be entertaining. It would. It would. I, I you know we talked um, the last show. Um, transitioning to another topic, um, we talked about our top five quarterbacks going to the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. And, and I he, won that debate, obviously. Anyway, you poo pooed on Matt Ryan. And I had to put the poll up on Twitter. I had to do it. Um, NCS podcast O N E at New Channel Sports. The poll is up. It's going to be up for another seven hours or so. But I just want to update you on, you know, what's going on in the poll and and, and where everything is at right now. So right now, okay, 57% yes, Matt Ryan is a top five quarterback. And 43% no, Matt Ryan is not a top five quarterback. So as soon as I put this poll up, someone who's following me, it's Maverick at Mavericks. He retweets me, and he's, he pretty much agrees with you and says I that like Maverick, Maverick already. He's all right. But I, I told him <laughs> I was going to mention him <laughs> mention him on today's show. So shout out to you, Maverick. But he pretty much agree with you. You said that you know he's not a top-five quarterback. He put Ben Roethlisberger ahead of him. He put Breeze ahead of him. And I made the debate that you know Ben Roethlisberger, he might break down this year. Who knows where he's going to go. And then he also made a comment about Cam Newton. I told him, please don't oh, mention wow. Cam Newton. Because Cam Newton was the MVP two years ago. And going to that 2016 season, he might have put him as a top five quarterback as well, which he wasn't at all that right. season. He played terrible. I had him on my fans football team, and he disappointed me. So, yeah. Um, just want to update you on the poll. I appreciate and that. Everything's going on. But you're, I, you're I losing right now. I need to go in there and vote. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I need to go there and vote. You have like seven hours left. <laughs> Let me say this about Matt Ryan. I think he is a top five quarterback, but if I were here doing that list, I probably would have forgot about him. I, he's just a very forgettable player. And yeah. that's why I told the guy on the thing when he said he, that he wasn't a top five. I said, Matt Ryan does not get any respect. He really doesn't. He's a very good quarterback. I know that the tools he has around him, and I know that he had a great offense coordinator last year in uh, and Kyle a, Shanahan. And a great wide receiver. No, a great wide receiver. In Julio Jones, okay? And they just had the nucleus of their offense was clicking on all cylinders. And like I told you, they were a play or two away from winning a Super Bowl. Even if he had won the Super Bowl, I can see some people saying that he wasn't a top five quarterback, which is insane to me. He has to be a top five quarterback going to this season. He just, he just has to be. He's not. There's only three quarterbacks that I can really definitely name. That or not. We're not going to go into this in depth again. We're just not going to do it. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Those are the three. Everybody else, I can't see how you can make a legit argument that they're over Matt Ryan. What's the, we do drug tests this, this week, right? 
We can. Okay. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure you're all right. Hey, you, you look like right. you're a lot better than you were the last show. Though. Oh, man. It was, I was struggling. You were out of it. Struggling. Oh, gosh. All right. So now that's out the way. Um, Adam Silver. He wants to legalize betting in the United States for basketball. I know this is your forte. He's smart. Yeah. I think he's really smart. And I think, I think where he's coming from is fan engagement is what he's looking at. I'm just... Living in Vegas for a few years, you know, just knowing people that do that, it makes the game exciting. Like, it really keeps you entertained if you do that. Um, and I, I just want to make sure one exactly what it is that he's looking to do. Because there's one thing about legalizing gambling and then allowing people to bet on the game in general or the outcome of the game. But if it's how long will the national anthem be? Uh, will the next shot be a make or a miss or the over and under on free throws? I mean, I think right now people don't understand how until gambling can be. So the different prop bets and stuff like that that are out there, like who win the jump ball? Like those types of bets are already out there. If people could do that, there's Wi-Fi in almost every arena nowadays. But if people could go online and actually do that and make some money, uh, either they're going to do it legally or they're going to do it illegally. Only thing it's going to do is opening up the door for other people who don't know about it or who are too afraid to do it, to do it legally. And I think the fan engagement would change tremendously. I don't think you see as many people leaving as early either because they're going to want to know the outcome yeah, of that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, they're going to get paid. So I like the idea. I'm a huge fan of it. And I think Adam Silver has been going this route throughout his entire time as being commissioner, trying to get more fan engagement. When David Stern was around and YouTube was just getting started, that's when a lot of fans would put up those fan videos, and the NBA was real strict about cutting it down. Now you go on YouTube, they're all over everywhere. They're not as strict cutting it down. I think he wants to see more fan engagement, kind of similar to what the NFL does with the fantasy football and how people, how fans who typically won't watch an NFL game, but they'll have their fantasy football team, they'll sit through watching, rooting for their guy to oh, win yeah. it. I think it's very similar to that. Absolutely. With the uh, NBA, with uh, betting. With, yeah, the betting. The NFL makes it so that you have to root for other teams. Everybody. Yeah. That NFL red zone is the. That's why I refuse to ever draft a Dallas Cowboy on my fantasy football What's thing. your problem? It's that's never why, you, that's why you're not going to win. I don't want it to be a situation where I'm relying on Des Bryant or Dak Prescott that's to win what, me again. There's nothing wrong with being great, ONU. So. Don't settle for mediocrity. You should draft some Dallas Cowboys and propel yourself to the next level. Absolutely not. That's it's not going to happen. Do. No, that's what you need happen. to do. No, but if they could do, watch. Just watch what happens, man. I think it. I think it's great. I think it will be great for the game. It's happening right now, but I just think there'll be more people doing it. Uh, it'll be exciting. I, 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 I hope it happens. I hope so too. Because like, like I said, with NFL, that's really the only thing I can really relate it to. The daily, even the daily fantasy football things, it makes me root for their teams. If yeah. you deal with, NFL, I mean, with the NBA, you would have to root for their teams. You have to be more invested in the NBA and not just into your team. Absolutely. So I think it is a good idea. It's smart on this part. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Wow. That would be a more drawn-out conversation about Adam Silver and betting. Because you thought we were going to disagree with you or something? No, no, no. I just thought you were going to. Put all these numbers out and everything. Well, there's a lot of numbers out there, yeah. but I don't want to confuse people. Right, um, right, right, right. Or, or suggest that anyone gets into any sports gambling. Uh, <laughs> it could be very lucrative. Oh, also <laughs> speaking about the NBA, I guess I wanted to, we were supposed to talk about this like three shows ago, but because you just don't know what you're talking about, sometimes we have to oh. have these arguments. 
But should the NBA really consider? Because we're talking about the the lopsidedness of the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. Should they really consider realigning everything and just making it the top sixteen teams in the playoffs without the Western or Eastern Conference? No, <clears throat> no, no. It, it ruins, in my opinion, it ruins the integrity of the league. When you have two conferences and you have divisions, there's an interest within your conference and within your division. When it's just the top 16 teams, if you're a team like, I don't know, the Hawks, then what's the point? Well, you're you're right to an extent, but I think everybody could play the same schedule with the number of fairly – okay, not the exact same schedule, but they could play a pretty similar schedule if they did do it. But the downside to it is – traveling that's the that's the biggest downside to it if they tried to play the same i mean like they would literally be they'd have to spend so much time on the east coast and i mean i think that logistically i don't know how much sense that makes i mean if you left oakland you'd have to spend probably a week and a half or two weeks at a time on the east coast just to be able to get those games in right now you're going from oakland to sacramento to los angeles and back like that's not a big deal but going back and forth i think that's what the biggest thing is but this isn't just a basketball problem i mean think about how terrible the afc south is in football think about that i mean the teams in the afc south don't they don't even compare to the teams in nfc east so to see that those teams actually make the playoffs and the teams in NFC East don't, like that makes no sense to me whatsoever. So, I mean, those are just two divisions. I just picked two random divisions and put through that. Randomly? Just, you just randomly pick a division? I just randomly picked a division and decided to. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it is, a, it is a problem. There's no reason. This year we saw the best two teams in basketball play in the NBA Finals. But that doesn't happen all the time. I mean, we've seen some classic, you know, Eastern Conference Finals and, and Western Conference Finals that should have been the championships. Like the, the series we talked about, the Kings and Lakers, that should have been the NBA Finals. Um, in, the, in the earlier 2000s when the Lakers and Spurs were playing, that should have been the NBA Finals. But, I mean, instead we get to beat up on the Pacers and the Sixers and teams like that. I just think eventually it all works itself out. So why mess with it? I mean, you might want to consider maybe moving one or two teams, like a Rockets. You can move them to the East or like a Maverick, some team that – a state that has multiple teams in it. You know what I mean? Maybe move the Kings. So a state that has – like Texas, we have three teams in the Western Conference, like California. How many teams are in the in California? Four. So well, NBA might, teams? Yeah, NBA teams. You might want to consider moving one of those teams, but as far as stripping the conferences in total, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. There's four NBA teams in California? Lakers, Kings, Clippers, and Warriors. Yeah. Uh, so, but again, that's that's a lot of traveling. So, and then there's two LA teams too. So that's that's five. I said Lakers, Lakers Kings, Kings, Clippers. Clippers. Oh, you said Warriors. Clippers. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so that's a lot of traveling for that one team. And baseball did it with the Tech. Uh, they moved the Astros to the American League to try and even that out a bit. So that might be it. But maybe it's New Orleans. Uh, they're more East. I don't know. I think they might be the most East Western Conference team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think they're the most East Western Conference team. And as far as Eastern teams playing West, I think the most West Eastern Conference team would be the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I want to say the Bulls maybe are the most West. So 
I don't know, but I, I just, I do, it does, you know, especially with all this movement going around. But I think, you, like you were saying, it always works itself out because there's always a, a balance of power that shifts in, in between the conferences. But mm-hmm. right now, unless they can make the schedules even and everybody played everybody the same number of games pretty much, I mean, I guess you got to leave it the way that it is. But if you did top to bottom, there's more teams in the Western Conference that would just dominate in the East. I mean, the Rockets would be perennial Eastern Conference finalists if they were in the Ooh, did I just say that? You did. Wow. Uh, now that they got Chris Paul, that's what I meant to say. Uh, they would be. Don't easy. be a hater all your life, man. <laughs> Not all your life. I see you got an Astros shirt on. Yes, I appreciate that. Representing. I'm an Astros fan, man. You put an Astros shirt on, Texans hat no. on. Mm-mm. I got one. I'll do that next show. Uh, I know. You've done it before. Yeah. That's why I rep all the Houston teams, though. H. Tyne. <laughs> You're such a moron. <laughs> so let's let's transition to the NFL a little bit. Okay. My favorite topic. I can't wait. Was it like 48 more days? 41. 41? Yeah. Y'all know the days? Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is 48 <laughs> until the – maybe it's 41 no. until college. Say 41. Don't – so it's more. It's more. It is 48? How dare you? Yeah, it might be. It might be forty eight to the NFL. The NFL kicks off on September. The Thursday night game is September eighth. Yeah, but I think college may have forty one days. So I might. I think you may be right. I'm not really invested in college football like that. Why? I just. I don't know. I'm just not. There's so many terrible teams in college football. Like, you know, it's top heavy. So is the NFL. Yeah, but NFL is still more entertaining. 48 days. 48 more days. See, I knew it. Yeah. I should have. You were right. I you want to usual. You want to bet? I'm right. <laughs> I want to say it's 41 till it's us. Uh, so college. what I want to bring up, though, is which team in the NFL, which team is going to be that? Cowboys. that? No, not Dallas Cowboys. Which team is going to be that breakout team this year? Oh, yeah. Maybe a team that didn't make the playoffs last year is going to be in the playoff race this year. Who's going to be the most improved NFL team this season? Uh, I think without a doubt, there's two teams. Um, on the NFC side, I think this team's going to end up winning their division, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles, if you watched them last season, they lost so many close games with this rookie quarterback. I think this year with the rookie quarterback, he's obviously going to grow. They've done so many good things, good things during the offseason, and – Really in the NFC East, but not just the NFC East. Other than the Patriots and the AFC East, there's a lot of turnover in the division from year to year. I don't think a team has won the a- the NFC uh, East back-to-back years in how long? It's been a while since the team's won back-to-back. So if I had to pick a team in the NFC, it would probably be the Eagles. Unfortunately for my Texans fans out there, I think the team in the AFC is the Titans. Ooh, they're, they're scary. Their defense is legit. Marcus Mariota's legit. They got a good running back back down there. I think that's the team in the AFC. I, I am afraid of the Titans as well. I am. I do think we're kind of they haven't done anything yet. They went nine and seven last year. Was it nine and seven? I think they did. Yeah. And they Marcus Mariota got hurt late in the year also. Um, but they do scare me. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But they do scare me in the AFC. In the NFC, my team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston and those guys, I think that this is going to be it. This is going to be the season where they're going to show everybody 
that they're ready to take that next level. He has Deshaun Jackson on one side, and he has uh, Mike Evans on the other side. And I, I just think that Jameis Winston is a, he's a born leader. And he's going to lead Tampa Bay to the playoffs. You have in the division, you have the Saints, Cam Newton. I mean. Matt Ryan. And and Matt Ryan. Okay. <laughs> and Matt Ryan. So I, I do think they're going to take a, a step this year in the right direction. I think I'm going to say that Tampa Bay is going to be a playoff team. I'm going to make that that leap. Nobody ever talks about Evans, but he's one of the best receivers. Oh yeah, I, we had he this does debate. Not get enough. We had this debate about <laughs> Evans and um, Julio Jones. I don't think he's better than Julio Jones, but Mike Evans is a beast. He really is. Mike, of course he is, and I, I don't think we have to look outside the state of Florida for those two teams. I already told you that Dump Miami Dolphins will represent this year. I've got a represent how I think they'll be a playoff team. They'll be a playoff team. Don't don't. I've already discussed this with him. I don't know where he's coming from with this. I don't. This you, you, kind you of ask. So I Miami know, Dolphins. I know, I know. And I know. then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win. They will win the NFC South. And I don't. And both of those teams will have what I think three to playoff be. teams. NFC South. No, only two. For the Saints and Tempe, are you thinking Saints Tempe? I think. Well, I think the Falcons should. The Falcons should make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but the Saints might be on the outside looking in. I think Drew Brees is going to have a great season. I think Adrian Peterson is going to go crazy. Um, that division is going to be if they all come to play. But I think the NFC East is going to beat wow. each other up. The NFC East is going to beat each other up. So there might be some that teams might be the that, most competitive if they if if that division really comes to play and they all play at an elite at level. All those quarterbacks, like it should be, that might be the most competitive division in the NFL. It's the Western Conference of football. That's what it is. The NFC is the Western Conference, and the AFC is the Eastern Conference. And I'm not just talking about geographically. In the Eastern Conference, you've got the Cavs and the Celtics. In the AFC East, you've got the Patriots and the Steelers. After that, you got some up and coming teams: Milwaukee Bucks, Tennessee Titans. But on the Western Conference, you said Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, they're an up and coming team. They're a good team. Oh, they're, you're talking about NBA. NBA. Okay, That's okay, my, okay. The, the Tennessee Titans are my Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, a team that you, you don't really want to play. You. Like those guys are freakishly right, right, good. Right, right. But in the Western Conference in basketball, the NFC in football, they're identical. They they're they're very very they're loaded. I think the NFC by far. I mean, Dallas. I say that for Cowboy Nation, the Packers, which I, uh, I don't even <laughs> take it a dump. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. I think Carolina, Carolina is going to be a team that's going to shock the mess out of people. Um, the signing of McCaffrey or them picking McCaffrey, even as early as they did, that's going to give Cam Newton a weapon he's never had. Well, the, the, the Carolina Panthers, as great as Cam Newton was his MVP season, it was the defense. That carried that team to a Super Bowl. But don't if do, don't defense, get it twisted. He played extremely well. He did, but the defense played extremely well too. Right. Okay. And that defense, I think I want to say for the most part, he made the big plays when he had to that year. Right. But the defense carried him to the Super Bowl. But That's, he's never had a weapon out of the backfield the way he's going to have with McCaffrey. Never. Never. The kid can catch. I gotta see it to believe. He it. can run. Just trust me when I tell you that. I got to see it. To and, and they're going to be stacked. They have running back. They're going to be. They're they're going to have depth. They're going to be 
we're not going to have to see the Cam Newton we've had before. I mean, Trey, the way you're explaining it with all these great teams in the NFC South and all these great teams <laughs> in the NFC, it seems like the Cowboys are going to be left out of this. No, because we're going to win the NFC East. We're going to win the NFC East. So you but the NFC East is the most – but the your, most, Right, we'll go 12-4, and four, easy. But that's the most competitive division in football, though. Yeah, because who do, who do the Packers have to challenge? I'm not talking about the Packers. Right. About the, what we're talking about? The, the Saints and the, the, the Yeah, but the, that's that still remains to be seen. The, the the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Redskins, that division is going to be tough, my man. I mean, the NFC West is going to be tough, but for the wrong reasons, because all those teams, I shouldn't say all of them, but several of them are terrible. So they always play each other well. And I mean, we might even see a few ties in that in that, in that division, but they're gonna they're gonna be competitive. But yeah, Cowboys twelve and four, thirteen and three, easy, easy. I agree, thirteen and three, second round knockout. I I, I definitely wow. agree. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, deja vu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but the Eagles. I'm I'm not I'm not sleeping on the Eagles. I'm not sleeping on the Giants or the Redskins. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting, but Dak's already told y'all we're gonna. He's gonna have a great sophomore campaign, and they're gonna win the NFC East. Uh, let me ask you this: Who, Who's the best quarterback in that division, NFC East? In the NFC East, yeah. what do you mean? Who's the best quarterback? Do you mean like who's the best quarterback right now? Who would I take in a playoff who game? Who would you take going in opening day, 2017, as your quarterback out of those four? I would on on what. What offense? See what the problem is, right? No, no, no. What offense? He's what offense? Because Dallas I want to clarify this. I want to clarify this. Dak Prescott. I want to clarify this. And what offense? And what offense? I'm saying. Just pick a quarterback, and then you worry about the rest later. Well, if I was going to take a quarterback and worry about the rest later, I'm going to take Dak Prescott because he could do he could do it all. I think he could literally do it all and not make some of the mistakes. But if you're going to put him in like a a run and shoot type offense or a very very pass heavy offense, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins instead of that. Instead of Dak Prescott, if it's so gonna rank be a run those quarterbacks, shoot. rank them one through four in that division. It would be one through four: Dak, Cousins, Manning, Wentz. Wow, it's I'd, funny how we poo-poo on Eli. I think he deserves it, but it's, <laughs> it's funny how we poo-poo on Eli Manning, though. I mean, he's the, a, he's won two Super Bowls. But that's why I said, if you told me who's gonna, who do I, who would I take to start a playoff game, it would be. Eli Manning over all of them, just because the dude is a, he's a proven winner to me. So I think my my answer to that changes. So I just want to before I get set up, I just want to clarify the question. I want to clarify the question before I get my answer. I think I agree with you though. If I had to start a team right now in that division, I would take Dak Prescott as well. I think he has all the intangibles, the potential I, to be a great quarterback. Yeah, I agree with both of you, but I think at the end of the season, <clears throat> we're going to be picking Carson Wentz. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think we thought that last year, though. I mean, I think we thought that he was going to come out and do a lot better. I just think Dak mentally just uh, – and maybe it was because he had a successful running back behind him and there wasn't a ton of turmoil in Dallas last year, but Dak just looked so cool, calm, and collected. Like, it just – I don't know. Wentz looked like he had happy feet. He had those Peyton Manning. He does on. have happy feet. But yeah. the reason why I keep bringing up the Eagles and Carson Wentz is I watched him throughout the entire um, last season, and the team wasn't that great. But he just looked so calm. Oh, he's a baller. Being so young. The reason why we don't talk about him because of Dallas and Dak, and they went crazy and all that. I just think with some of the distractions that Dallas may have coming to the season, the Eagles are a team that could win that division. Yeah, I mean – all it's going to take is a couple of slip-ups, and we saw how close they played each other, you know, last year. 
I thought it was good, good, very good of Des Bryant to come out. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he was saying like he wasn't worried about Ezekiel Elliott, and as Ezekiel Elliott matures, then he's going to things will calm down a little bit. But the Cowboys' problem is going to still be on defense. You know what I mean? Let me tell you this though: if Des Bryant is your voice of maturity <laughs> in your locker room, <laughs> well, problem. I think that he's maturing. He's maturing too, and I think he saw, man, this team balled without me last year. Like they balled without me. So I think he has to come in with a different mentality too. And if that guy can stay healthy, I mean, Dak is. There's no reason Dak Prescott shouldn't duplicate what he did because he's going to have Des on the field more. Cole Beasley's going to eat. Well, they're going to eat, man. I'm just saying. Cowboy Nation. We're back, baby. Getting nauseous. All this cowboy talk. <laughs> Making my stomach hurt. We got to talk Texas now. So we talk so much Cowboys. Deshaun Watson. My man. Your man. Yeah. Really? I'm going to get a Watson jersey. Good for you. I'm going to get one, too. Actually. I was going to get a Deontay Foreman one, but oh, cancel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I'm very excited about the upcoming scene. I, I really am. This whole Tom Savage and Deshaun Watson thing is kind of got me perplexed a little bit. If Tom Savage gets hurt in the first game, I don't think that Deshaun Watson, I don't know if he will be able to just come in. But if you give him five or six games, he can come in. He can be polished coming in. But then what if Tom Savage is actually playing well? You got to leave him in. You got to leave Tom Savage in, right? I feel sorry for Tom Savage because eventually... Deshaun Watson's going to play, whether he knows it or not. So, like, how does he, you know, like, what is, what is he thinking right now? Like, I'm just going to play until they pull me? You go out and you ball. I mean, a couple of quarterbacks have done that. Um, even though it's a little different with the Chargers, Drew Brees kind of did that. Matt Flynn did that when he was backing up. Aaron Rodgers came and had his big game and got his payday. That's what you do. You just go out and you ball. And even to the point where Deshaun's going to play, right? We all know that. But if what if if Savage is balling out, I don't think it's particularly knowing the Texans organization, they're not going to pull him at least for that season. I think after this season. But even even after the season, if he balls out for a complete season and they go to the playoffs, he starts again the next season, right? There's, I think what the, I think the Texans are on a slippery slope with the young quarterback and Deshaun Watson because we've seen some other quarterbacks who were allegedly, allegedly going to spend some time under a veteran quarterback, and then when they got their turn, they were going to step up. You guys had a quarterback here last year who went through something similar, right? He under Peyton Manning, he was supposed to sit back, relax, learn a little bit, and then when that time comes. You're gonna. You're expected to step in and take over the team and lead the team. So Osweiler is, I mean, terrible. I was hoping you were gonna say his name. I'm just saying he's terrible. But I mean, I think like a lot of things. If you don't use some of those things, you lose. And they practice. But there's nothing like simulating being in a game situation. So I'm kind of for people like Carson Wentz and Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin, even though. He doesn't know how to take a hit. But those players that just got Dak Prescott, they kind of got thrown into the fire. However it happened, they got thrown in the fire. They they it sank or swim and they did it. If the if the Texans are in playoff contention, you cannot sit Savage. You can't. So Deshaun Watson's going to wait another year. Say the Texans make the playoffs and win a playoff game. Savage is a quarterback again next year. So then when do you eventually say, okay, Deshaun Watson, like we haven't won many playoff games? And this is all just speculation. Right, I, right. I do not think that's going to happen. I'm just saying if they did, if they did. But if they're not, 
they're not say they're not a good team. Say they get injuries and say they they're not in playoff contention, and then he plays the last eight, nine, ten games of the year and they stink, and he stinks. Then you get him coming back into the season between the you know between the ears and I don't know. I think they're playing a slippery. I think if they just came into the season and say you know what. You're the man. No, no, not even that. I think they should have came to the season without naming a starting quarterback. And let them figure Just it out. Just be like, hey, they're competing for the position. But they came out and said, Tom Savage is our man. So what happens if Deshaun Watson outplays him during practice? Then all of a sudden you bench Tom Savage? I think they should have just came on and said, you're competing for the job. We don't have a starting quarterback yet. We'll decide that. Once the season starts, you saw Dak ball in the preseason last year. I mean, like the dude, and that let you know that, like, okay, this kid is ready. But he got those reps. He was able to do it. He was able to shine. And I'm rooting for Deshaun Watson. That'll be, I'm seriously going to buy his jersey and support that kid. I hope he does phenomenal in the NFL. I can't wait. I have no doubt that he'll do good. I, I really wait. don't. I'm, I'm a Texans fan. I'm huge. I've had this conversation with you, O. Uh, I, I like the kid. Watched him a whole bunch in college. I don't think he has an NFL arm. I just don't. His arm is not big at all. I don't. I don't think he has an NFL arm, but I do think he has the type of poise that Dak Prescott has. So I think that'll do him serve him really well, especially in the Texans' offense. I'll be the first one if he goes off. He has a and he's a dominant arm in the NFL. I'll be stunned. I don't think he has arm talent. You know, it's funny you say that because what we've seen since Vince Young has exited stage left in the NFL. The type of African-American quarterbacks that are actually doing well in the NFL aren't the scramblers, the people beating you with your feet, the zone read. Shout out to Kaepernick. It's not the it's not the it's not those. I mean, you're talking about some of the prominent young black quarterbacks in the NFL today are sitting in the pocket making plays using their feet when they have to. Russell Wilson. You know, Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott. I think we'll see the same thing out of Deshaun Watson. Like, I'm excited to see these kids actually get a chance to prove that they could actually do it and not necessarily have to be that quarterback who's just going to drop back and take off and scramble, you know, 80 yards for a touchdown. I'm excited. He doesn't have that big of an arm, but I think in the Texans' offense, I don't think that you have to have that. I don't, I mean, really, have y'all had many big plays down the field much anyway? Honestly, not really. I don't no. think that's um, O'Brien's offense. I don't. I don't think that that's what they're going to have to. I think they were expecting that last year, though, with Osweiler. With Osweiler, with no, Osweiler, he had the big arm. Just couldn't use right. it. With Osweiler, in addition of Will Fuller, they Fuller's thought they're going to be able to stretch the field a lot more. But yeah. that was kind of on both their parts. Yeah, there were some plays that Osweiler actually did get Will Fuller the ball deep, and he dropped the ball. So they were yeah. trying to stretch the field out a little bit last year. I think the, I think the Rams are trying to do the same thing with Dan Orlovsky. Orlovsky. Did you hear about him signing with the Rams? That's the dude who ran out the end zone. <laughs> yeah. How does he get signed <laughs> he ran out before Colin the Cal- Kaepernick? Hey. They would rather a dude ran out, run out from the back of the end zone <laughs> than you kneel <laughs> during the national anthem. Y'all saw the movie Little Giants a long time ago, and he was like, blow <laughs> like that's that's what he looked like with Jared Allen chasing him. But when I saw that man, and you know I've been tough on Cap, but I'm like, man, this dude's back in the NFL. He's in the NFL, and Kaepernick's not. That's just that's just not right. I mean that that tells you everything right there, man. It just really does. It's his haircut. I mean, oh well. <laughs> hey, like what they say, what's more important, on the field antics or off the field antics? It's off the field. 
if yeah. you do anything wrong off the field, can't mess up that shield, man. You, you, you're you're done. Can't mess up that shield. You're done. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's sad, man. But I'm I'm rooting for the Texans, man. We need to go out there. We need to tailgate. I need to really take in the NFL experience. Um, but I, I'm I'm hoping the Texans do well. If they don't, I'm gonna have to find another side team. Stop calling them your side piece. They're man. my side piece. That's where they are. They just have to take it, accept it or not. They're, they're my side piece. I'm loyal to the Cowboys. I'm not going anywhere. I've been with them for 37 years, and I'm not going anywhere. But oh, Mister Mister uh, Fan Free Agent. Yeah, I was, but I, I stayed. I came back home. We got separated. You for were a going bit. anywhere. I want to talk to you about that. You just <laughs> you just out there, you know, seeing what's out there. I did. <laughs> you were hey, coming back to the Cowboys. I went back home. <laughs> I went back home. But the Texans, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna show them some love. I'll be with them on Sundays, every you know, Sunday afternoons. But when the Cowboys aren't playing, but the rest, my time goes to the Cowboys. You're not playing the Cowboys this year, huh? The regular season. You don't want none of this. I didn't ask you that. I oh. just wanted to know if they were playing each other or not. I don't think so. I think we play preseason. They play preseason. August thirty first. Yeah. August. Now. Nah, like maybe a cup or something. The governor's cup or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. something like it's that. It's the end yeah. of August. I'm pretty sure. We need to go tailgate for that. Mom. We can do that. Yeah. I think I, I, it's one of the last preseason games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we need to tailgate for that. But y'all yeah. just got to make sure I don't get beat up or jump because I'll be wearing Cowboys oh, gear for sure. shoot. <laughs> I'll be probably in the crowd. <laughs> I, know, <yeah. laughs> I know you will, too. Chris got my back. Right, Chris? I don't have you. <laughs> don't, don't come down there with that. August uh, 31st, NRG Park on a Thursday night. Texans and Cowboys. We'll do it. Oh, what preseason game is that? It's the last one. Oh, it's the last one. That means we got might get to see Deshaun Watson then. Uh, yeah, the whole game. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a good one. Don't yeah. wear any cowboy gear. Come on, man. I'm all day, all day, all day. Cowboys on mine. <laughs> that's that's what it's gonna be. It's got to be. If you you can wear cowboy gear as long as you wear a Romo jersey. Oh no. No, no, <laughs> no. Not Romo, Romo might call that game. Right? No, he might. He maybe. No. no. If Tony Romo calls any Cowboys game, I'm muting it. Whatever, I'm muting it. I do not want to hear what he's got to say. I don't. See, that's why I was a better quarterback. We've moved on. <laughs> we moved on. Cutler is calling the Bears game. Oh uh, wow, that's their first game of the season. Really? Yeah, he's called. They did that. That was smart. That's smart. I forgot he was not in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah. They they showed him out the door. No, no, he was an on the field <laughs> issue. There was no off the field issue. Did that? No, we don't watch anymore, bro. Martellus Bennett loved him. He was he was. Did you hear the story that he was actually calling the Texans? Like, hey, Jay Cutler. Yes, like I'm available. Oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> That was his story. I don't know how true it was. That's but I mean, like he wanted to play though. It's not. It's not like he just. You know, decided soon after that he was going to retire. He wanted the plays that nobody wanted him. Wow, nobody. I, I mean, Chicago. Chicago will do that to you, though. Chicago will do that to you. Well, he was, he was on the straight decline, though. Like I saw some of his last games. It was horrible. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw. So, uh, is that it, guys? I don't know. I mean, we could always talk Laker Nation, but I know you guys got it. Okay, that. listen to the show, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just cut it off right now. Um, yeah. Please subscribe to our podcast. 
Leave comments, five stars. We really enjoy doing the podcast. We really enjoy you guys listening. Send us comments. Uh, what, what do you want us to talk about? We have actually taken a couple of subject matter from guests, um, and we just want to continue to get better. So, yeah. We're out. We're out. Cowboy Nation, Laker Nation, too. We're out. I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. Leave comments, please rate the podcast with five stars and don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores Thursdays for the take of the week and every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.